When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fire off. Oh, Fireball Friday's back. Would you believe they've got us back in the building, which is awesome because there's so much to talk about this morning and our McCafe menu is absolutely stacked this morning. We've got our six clubs remaining that need a pass mark for season 2023. The Friday agenda will return after 8 o'clock. Hawthorne coach Sam Mitchell... Uh, was a key contributor to our program last year, and he is back. He'll tell us about what happened at Geelong uh, yesterday, find some positives for us, but also speak about the realities that will be uh, coaching Hawthorne this year and player manager Robbie Durazio. Not sure if he's a movie star or a player manager now <laughs> after his performance in Show Me The Money, where he is the star character. We'd love your thoughts. You can get involved. The 40 Weeks Temper Text, 0433981116, or the IMAR Insurance Open Line, 1300 736 736. And we love your calls. The best analyst in football is alongside of me. His name is David King. King, he's been a big week. Good morning. Morning, Cornsy. You've had a big week again. Uh, <laughs> I've been listening in to you and the G, the G man. The show's going well. I'm enjoying Thank it. You. Yes, love it. If you can just find a new time slot, it's a really awkward time just on dinner. But anyway, that's my little gripe. Okay. Um, just catch up on the podcast. Catch up on the podcast? Yeah. Okay, I'll do that then. I won't listen to live anymore. There's a solution. That's it. I've just, There's a solution. I've just sorted it out at five past six. My whole day's changed. You've uh, been playing golf, I heard, in the... Uh, no, no. had a bit of a chat before no, the I, show, look. and I, I was eavesdropping, <laughs> and I heard that you were, oh, I don't know, swinging clubs with some heavy hitters. No, I went down to the Callaway launch of their new Paradigm Driver. You would have seen that on the on the socials. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen one in person yet. No. I've seen it on the You've got to get measured up for them. You don't, They're not just okay. run of mill. Right. So you have to find yourself in Victoria at some stage. Um, <laughs> I'm coming today, I don't actually. I imagine you as a golfer. Hey, what are you doing over here this weekend? Oh, I've, I've got to come over for a good client of SEN Underworks. Oh. So great supporters of the show. So I'll be uh, modelling modeling some Underworks not. stuff. I am. I am. What? How anyway, would you it's not about, it's not about me. I want the golf story because I was interested listening oh, in. All, all skeleton on us. Excuse me. I've been in the gym, surgery. actually. Have you? Excuse me. Yeah, I've been trying to bulk up. I went to the physio the other day. <laughs> this is after I got back from the run. Yeah. And it's my port physio, Tim O'Leary, legend. He looked at me and he said, mate, you've got to get in the gym. He said, all you will be is just skin and bone. So I want you. He sort of sent me a program. So I was a... It was a wake-up call. You know where they have the hair loss ads on TV? That was your wake-up call? Yeah. Well, my chat with my physio was, was my wake-up call. But anyway, but, I want the golf story, Kingy. No, so Stop I, derailing I hit, me. I had a hit. Well, we didn't really play a round of 18. They just put in the groups of, say, I think there was about 10 in each group. I was in with Fev, which was interesting, mm. and Maxie Gorn. Maxie Gorn, he didn't have his own stick, so that was interesting to watch him just sort of bending over and trying to hit with a normal-length clubs. <laughs> a couple of characters. See, they can hit the ball. Max, yeah. Max actually uh, was quite comical. Max, the, the pro was introduced on the par three hole. So if you got the ball inside of his, you won a, a bottle of wine. So it was 50 bucks for charity. You know, get inside the pro, pick up, pick up a bottle of wine. And Max just off the cuff says to, I think it was, his name was Brendan Jones, who'd won 15 times on the Asian tour. He'd been <laughs> introduced. Here he is, Brendan Jones, won 15 times on the Asian tour. And Max just says to him as he's in his sort of, sort of couple of practice swings, he says, is it hard to win on the Asian tour? 
Like as if to say, you've won 15 times. Can't be that hard. Really. It's not that hard, yeah. Well, you've never seen a pro get rattled. I could just, right? I could just see this guy's off. And it, it was 120 yards, this par three, surrounded by trouble. And he duffed it about, I reckon, 80 yards, the pro. Never seen a, a pro so rattled. And Max said, look, I'm really sorry about that, mate. Psyched him out. Psyched him out and cost the charity about eight bottles of wine because all he had to do was get on the green after that. It's so like Max that. is playing mind games <laughs> in in late Jan, early Feb. Already? Yep. Well, He's on. I want to get, get to Melbourne later on because this Show Me The Money documentary. And if you've seen it, I'd love your thought. I thought it was magnificent. I just I thought it was so well produced and shot. Like it's not an amateur sort of football documentary. It's, it's real high quality, and there's actually some insights into it. I mean, people are skeptical of the trade period, and you know some aren't that interested. But you get you know, I thought the stuff from the Fremantle players, Griffin Logue and Rory Lobb, on how they found themselves on the outer at Fremantle, and sort of Lobb was saying I I didn't speak to the coach, and then the Bose stuff was great as well. And Paul Connors, his manager, says. Well, he's going to go to a club that actually wants him now. Yeah. It's just, just the way that players perceived will feel like they're viewed by their own coaches and clubs. But Robbie Durazio is going to join us you, a little bit later on. Do you on. agree that the you know, the truth is about the fourth language in the AFL? It's not it's not prime time. There's a lot of lying goes on, a lot of mistruths. Particularly at that time. At that time, yeah. there's all sorts yeah. of stuff going on. So you're not sure what to believe. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a slanted view. I think some of the clubs would be... Well, they have their nose out of joint watching that last night thing, and that's a pretty poor reflection of us. I, th- I thought that. I, there was a couple of times I thought, ooh, yeah. I, I'm not sure how I would feel if I was Justin Longmuir or Peter Bell uh, there, there was a, or, or Stewie Dew with with what went on or Collingwood. But the reason I, I mentioned Max Gorn is because Brody Grundy's a key player in this and just comes across magnificently well. Brody Grundy and tell you what, um, gee, Colin Young, can he can he oh, he's... drop a bomb or two there? <laughs> In amongst his swearing, he actually got a few deals done. <laughs> I couldn't believe him last night. He's a, he he's needs a to have a watch back of that because he's a you, do, you do. Yeah, he is. Oh, look, I like Colin. He's he's always happy to pick up the phone. I haven't spoke to him a lot, but he's. Um, I tell you, he needs to have a look at that doco because I, I think what it does do it shows the it shows not only behind the scenes but the level of professionalism. If you are if you are a parent sitting at home and you've got a 16, 17-year-old draft prospect, you're making a decision on, on viewing those sorts of things. Definitely. So the professionalism of you know David Trotter and Paul Connors and Robbie, who we'll speak to later on, I think it, it shone through. And, the, I mean, Alex McDonald's another agent. He went down to visit Jeremy Cameron on the farm and That's spoke right. about the reason for <laughs> Jeremy's trade. Like, and you could just see his country kid he's just in his element, as we sort of saw through social media throughout the year and how happy Jeremy Cameron is. He orders this big tractor thing and... They they get this out and he's got this brand new tractor that Jeremy Cameron's wheeling around and Alex McDonald's there in his farm gear and yeah so it is not just do a deal and forget about the players but we'll yeah. speak to Robbie about so I, look, before you the, leave it right can yeah. I just put one thing on the table there's a yeah. little bit of audio that sort of hit me last night about uh, Patrick Dangerfield sending a text message in June to Andrew Mackey have a listen to this so Danger when we met printed out the messages between him and Andrew Mackey. And then they started watching him from June and when we caught up, he actually printed off the messages and that just stuck in Jack's head. Yeah. Well, they they think he'll, like, so when they present, they think he plays. So my theory Mm. here from from now on, Cornsy, is that if you are a recruiter, you have to sit your captain down or your best player down in about May or June and say, look, we've got these eight names on the table. 
can you send me a message now saying that you love what this guy does? You love that you, you want this guy at your club, he'd be a great fit for us. Send something positive, send something that we can then show during trade period to, to initiate a discussion with a player that might just give us a 1% advantage on, on mm. the next club, which is all you're mm. looking for at that stage, isn't it? Oh, 100%. And, and that was what they had because, I mean, uh, I think it was Essendon and Hawthorne that pitched to Bose as well. Yep. More and money. Hawthorne had, had more money. And yep. look, so I'm going to ask Sam Mitchell about it. Uh, the, the confronting reality, and you've, you've spoken about this, about how hard it is when you're at the bottom. Mm. So the, essentially, the reason Bose chooses Geelong is because of the... I mean, the history and, and the, they're in the now that he can see the success, whereas it's going to take some time. Uh, and that's what Robbie had to express to Hawthorne is that, look, you couldn't have done anything more yeah. except change where you're at as a club. And so for Sam to be asked that this morning, you know, how, how do you go about competing with these these sides that are at the top and, and what do we do to make it a bit easier for those sides at the bottom? Have you watched any of it? Let us know. 0433 98 11 16. We'll touch on that a little bit later on. Um, in the program. Uh, what else is happening? There was some, some footy on yesterday. Did you consume yes. much of it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you know, I you think you, you watch whatever's available uh, to, to get an eye. I mean, I've seen all the Melbourne clubs, but I'm just looking forward to seeing a few of the interstate clubs, which you don't get the opportunity to see. Gold Coast showed some signs. They did some things. The Bombers were very good. You're looking for one or two players. Uh, who's improved? What, what are they doing with their system? It was a very windy game. It was a, a mm. shocking breeze to one end. So you don't get to learn as much as what you'd hoped at the Geelong, uh, sorry, the uh, Gold Coast and Bombers game. But the other game, was it felt like it went for three days, but it was, uh, <laughs> gee, didn't they put the foot down, oh, the Cats, and just show the, the – I mean, all of their, their new players, you know, Bruin, uh, Bose, and Hen Oliver Hen Ollie Henry, gee, didn't they put on a show? You, you have to, you, they, they're there again, aren't they? I mean, I know oh, we're going to do this later on, but – Hard, it's hard to go wrong when you pick up three players that impact the way they did last night. Exactly. So there's a couple of observation in relation to Geelong that I saw this week. And, and one was Zach Tui, who I think is top five media performer of players in the game right now, Zach Tui. So just just keep an eye out on that to our audience and let us know who you actually like hearing from in an age where it can be a bit you know, straight line and forward defence for player responses. Zach Tui gives you something. He said, look, it's hard to win back-to-back -back premierships, but... Um, I just can't see why how we're not better mm. this year. That was one quote, and I, you know, granted, I only read that as a social media breakout. And the other one was Atkins, who joined Gary and Tim on breakfast. He said, this is the best list I've ever seen, and we lose Joel Selwood, but we replace him with the three players that you mentioned. And then I see Holmes is playing, even playing the grand final. And then I see Radagalia, who's hardly played, and he's playing okay. And then I see Segler in the ruck, and... Then I see Rowan and Duncan and Hawkins didn't even play. I'm thinking this is this is a race for second, Kingy. Race for second. Well, well I don't a, know. Gee, we're race. a prisoner of the we're a prisoner of the moment, and I get that. And and only four teams have won back to back premierships since the '90s, so it's hard to do. Well, I mean, one's hard to win, let alone two in a row. But I they play nine games in Geelong, where their record is I think it's 114 and 17 in the last yeah. I don't know, 16 years or something. So there's nine wins. Like it's just. It's going to be difficult so, for teams to get close. Yeah, spot on. And, uh, you're looking for little shifts. And everyone, tell, the whole preseason, people have been talking about Max Holmes to me. That he's, he's not going to be a wingman. He's going to be an inside power midfielder, a burst mm. from stoppage. And I think, yeah, that, you know, I've heard this so many times in January, you know. <laughs> I'll wait till I see it. First two centre bounces last night, bang. He, do, he doesn't just win the ball, he explodes into space. And you go, mm. gee whiz. Now they've got another one. Yeah, I think that they're. 
you know, great clubs, as the cycle starts, I mean, Max Holmes is training with Patrick Dangerfield. So he sees what he does week in, week out, session in, session out. It has to rub off. So I think that uh, that was the one thing. Of all, of all that we saw last night, the Max Holmes work from clearance was the number one takeaway for me. Mm, yeah, I, I thought some of Will Day stuff was good inside there as well. I thought maybe that, you know, there's a player for Sam Mitchell who he did explore with on-ball minutes last year. If he can stay sound, uh, he's one with Ward and Nash and a couple of others and they're starting to build that midfield. But the reality is, as we've touched on, it's going to be a long year for Sam who joins us. If you want to get involved, we've got lines available. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 is a lot of other things we'll go through this morning. And I, I want to put the question out there and ask, should we go with a new segment? <laughs> now, the segment would be called something like... What are you going with? This will be interesting. The dumbest, the dumbest thing I heard this week. No, I'm thinking more aggressive than that. <laughs> the stupidest thing I heard this week. Dumb shit you've heard this week. <laughs> That's mine. You because might be it's, it's tell, quarter past six. I mean, You the, might be able to tell it's Kingy's idea. You know... <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then you just hear something. You go, "That's that's just ridiculous. That's just wrong. You shouldn't be saying that on the, on air." So yeah. I think that we you're clearly going to get one a week each, and I think it's a good opportunity for people to say, "You know what? I'm 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 parking that one, and I'm going to bring that up Friday morning." If you on hear the other something, side, read something, put it on the, the, put it on the agenda. Break. What's the dumbest thing you heard this week? Shizen, Shizen. <laughs> The dumbest shies you heard this week. Yeah. Uh, 04 double three ninety eleven sixty. Oh, there's oh, there's a couple, and I know you you noted one, but I've got enough enemies, Kingy. I don't need any no. more enemies, like because usually the people that say dumb stuff are people like us in the media, and yeah, it'll come at these us. people. Yeah, we'll be, in there. we'll be in there regularly. That's we'll okay. We put ourselves in there. Yeah, if if you don't, people will. <laughs> so don't, don't worry. It's not necessarily you creating more enemies. Because it gets to a tipping point that it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, I think you're true. already there. So I, would, I wouldn't be too concerned. And, and you and I, we've got, we've got thick skins. Although I don't have it on Twitter, I'm happy to have it on a Friday morning. Yeah, well, you, you've nearly blocked a 1,000 people on nearly Twitter. There. As we, nearly there. Uh, and see, I couldn't even get Zach Merritt on this week on Sports Day. Well, they're a bit upset with something I said about the Bombers last yeah, this week. This is impacting my role here So now. I just don't need, I don't need any Talk more enemies. about this. Well, he's, <laughs> he, what did you think of the two skippers quickly? Alex Pierce named the Fremantle skipper and Zach Merritt, obviously, at the Bombers. Yeah, no surprises for Merritt. Uh, that was the obvious one for me. And um, you know, I read that he's going to be a really hard captain. I haven't seen that from him yet. I haven't seen him challenge teammates, but he's the obvious one. He's their most consistent player and he sets the best standards. So... I think we do a good job. And, and Pierce was, you know, you forget that he captained them all last year. You know, I look, I would have gone with Brayshaw, but then I've been told that he's really good at challenging teammates and, and setting those standards that are important. So he's, he's engaging. Footy, though, he? I mean, yeah, I know he played well, the, 20, I know. 21 last year, but it was 10, 10 the year before, missed all of 2020, 11 the year before that. So yeah. I, I mean, it's a, it's a risk. I mean, he just must be such a well-respected uh, figure in, in that playing unit. But, geez, that would have to come with some level of risk. There was a moment during his career where every time he sort of went down, you thought, oh, he's rolled his ankle again. It's yeah. going to be a nasty foot injury. But um, anyway, he's a likable character, and, and clearly they see big things from him. We're up and running. Fireball Friday. There's, there's so much on the agenda. Sam Mitchell is going to join us, player manager Robbie Dorazio. And most importantly, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 the IMR Insurance Open Line. What's the dumbest thing you heard this week?
this one. This is gonna. This is really bold this, stuff this by me. This is bold. This if is you a had player gone. that's only played 15 games. He's come across to a, a wonderful organisation, <laughs> and I would say that Lloyd Meek. I'm going to say that he's going to be in consideration. Now, he won't necessarily make it, but he'll be in the conversation for uh, All-Australian. But you pardon. All-Australian. All right, you win. The, the, the segment is here. Dumbest shies and I've heard this week, or dumb shies yeah. and I heard this week, Andrew Gaze, our first nominee, King. Well, the first nominee, I mean, he's the reason we are having this segment. Oh, if, is if, it going to be hard to beat? If Meek makes the squad of 40, I'll, I will. I will personally buy Andrew Gaze a new set of Callaways, and I'll and I'll find a way to get him on the Royal Melbourne to try him out. That that yep. that that is not going to happen. Mm. That that is. No. That, that's well, one I... we can discard. I think almost immediately. <laughs> so that that's why we're having this segment. Gazy, thank you for this. Um, but there's been a lot said this week. Have you have you stumbled across something else? Well, well, just Lloyd Meek might not make Hawthorne's round one side. He's not even their best ruckman. Let, let alone being all Australian contention. But I, I appreciate someone putting it out there and, and having a, a big opinion. Um, well, I thought Zach Merritt being likened to Virat Kohli or Kobe Bryant and um, being confronting and unhinged and challenging teammates and being a nasty prick was written by Mark Robinson in the Herald Sun. I, I thought that was dumb shizen. I heard this week. Virat Merritt. Kohli. <laughs> <laughs> Zach which... Merritt being likened to Virat Kohli and Kobe Bryant. I mean, could we not have found a footballer to compare him to? First, first? Oh, I don't know a lot about Virat, to be honest. <laughs> don't know well, a lot about Virat. He's nothing like Zach Merritt. Yeah. Uh, so that was one. And then the other one, is a, it's a little bit more serious. You only get it's... one, mate. Okay, I only get one. You only get right. one. Over, you got... And we're only one. allowed to be nominated individually once. So you're only right, once a week and I'm once a week. I reckon I've been nominated already about 20 times off the the timber text for saying that Port Adelaide's the best club in the land. Um, well, it's, it's my, you got it's my caught footy. up. You got caught well, up. I it's understand. my footy club. You got of emotional. Course you, of course your own yeah. footy club is the best club in the land. It's your club. It's no, like it's you would say not, the same about Not many North. people would agree with you. So you're probably right. A self-nomination, I like it. That was yeah. dumb. Um, if you've got one for us, let us know because Glenn is on the line. Uh, Glenn, what was the dumbest thing you heard this week? Yeah, good morning, Corn. I... Um, Reckon your two nominations were spot on, especially Robbo's one. Though I couldn't believe that. But um, some bloke rang SEN this week saying uh, about Zach Merritt, leaders are born, not made. And I just have to scratch my head at how stupid that saying is. Like, what happens there? The baby comes out, the doc's there, and mum looks up, doc. Oh, sorry, love. We haven't got one here. No leader. Like, we, well, we haven't so, got Glenn, one. Glenn, <laughs> Glenn's nominated That's a caller great. on SEN. Uh, leaders are born, not made. Uh, good on you, mate. Johnny's in Mill well Park. Dumb shies and you heard this week, Johnny. <laughs> the dumbest quote I've heard this week is from you, Kane. That who's second? Are you serious? Please. I've already been nominated, John. So you're you're eliminated. You can't nominate me again. <laughs> Seriously. Now, well, what's what, what's up? What's upset what, you? Hang I said. On. Oh, just to clarify, this this is what you said. So, John, just hold for a sec. This is what he said. And then I see Holmes is playing. He even playing the grand final. And then I see Radagalia, who's hardly played, and he's playing okay. And then I see Segler in the ruck, and then I see Rowan and Duncan and Hawkins didn't even play. I'm thinking this is this is a race for second, Kingy. Race for second. Not happy with that, Johnny. No, not at all. I think at the end of the day, there's other teams that have recruited just as well as what Geelong have. And I think, yeah, yeah, I, I think, think if, you're, they, if you're framing a market right now, it's going to be pretty difficult to have anyone in front of Geelong. 
it's not about having it in front of them. It's about what's equal. And I believe that there's two teams out there that Geelong would fear, and that's Melbourne and Richmond. And it's proven. They I fear wouldn't them. have thought so. We'll they're coming to them there. after they've seven. Won, they've won 16 in a row, Geelong, and they smashed and beat up a team in a grand final. And then they've added three incredibly talented players. So I don't think they're fear. I don't think Geelong are fearing anyone. But I, I get your point, and it's been it's come through a couple of times off the temper text. That how can you <laughs> say that it's a race for second after one practice match? I actually said it before the practice matches even started. So thanks for those thoughts. Could get fiery this season. No, I love it. I love it. Just bit, just wear it. Hey John, yeah, good. Thanks I'm for the happy. call. I like it.